So I've held off on having this conversation or, or sharing any of this with you guys for a long time. And the truth is, it's because I'm like, I, I don't know if, if you would actually care. But the more I started to think about this and the more I started having conversations with people that knew me when I was growing up and seeing my life now and them asking me questions like, man, I'd love to grab a cup of coffee with you. I, I would love to, to sit down with you and, and see, you know, what you've been doing, how you've made such a massive transformation, which I will get into into in just a minute and as far as how I grew up and, and a little bit about my story. And I said, well, if maybe, maybe they would help you because these are seven things or seven habits that have completely 100% changed my life, truly. And maybe they'll have the same impact on you. And I finally like, screw it, I'll share it. You guys can take the value from it that you choose to. So I do have these ranked. So I'm gonna start with number seven and then work my way back. So let's get into it. So, so number seven is getting new friends. Now, I know that that has been a cliche almost in the personal development space, but I mean this in the truest form. So when I look at the people that I grew up with, I only really see two or three of them. And for the most part, it's because the way in which I am today, it wasn't my choice. It was the fact that I repel them now. And we're going to get into all the different reasons why. So when it it comes to personal development, there's a lot of cliche sayings out there, you know, show me your five closest friends, and I'll show you your future and all that kind of stuff, which is absolutely true that you are who you hang out with most. And that is part of this. But really, what has happened as I have continued to develop and focused on getting better, those people didn't want to hang out with me. And so it was a mutual thing. You see, the people that I used to hang out with are doing things and still continue to do things that I no longer have interest in, which we're going to talk a lot about some of those things in today's video. I just have no interest in them whatsoever. And the things that I am interested in now have led me to meeting new people and generating new friend groups. And I think that at the beginning, this was difficult because uh, those were people that I thought that really cared about me. But the reality is it just it's just not the case. And so the thing that I have found to be true in my life as I approach 40 is the people that you meet later in life, when you really start to become the real you, you stop putting on this image for other people because you think it's what they want from you. And you start being honest with yourself, the, the relationships you start to have later in life, at least in my experience, become the ones that that mean the most that they're built on authenticity, that they're built on the same value system as what you have the same belief system, the same philosophies, and you know, you attract your tribe. And that is what I have found. And so the thought of hanging out with those people, they, they wouldn't want to hang out with me. They would probably look at my life, although some of the things they would say, wow, that's cool. I like the results, but they have no interest in living or behaving the way that I behave in order to have what it is that I have. So that's number seven. Number six on the list is focusing on one thing. Now, again, I'm going to share things with you guys in, in this episode that I probably have never shared with you ever before. I used to struggle badly with shiny object syndrome. In fact, people that knew me the most in my early 20s. You know, I, I don't have a college degree. I after high school that I barely finished, I got right into working right into business. And I would like hop from one thing to the next one idea, one job to the next. And at the time, people in my life, you know, accused me of that was going to be my biggest, you know, plague. And they weren't wrong. However, I don't regret that because I learned a lot. And it was 
because I was willing to quit doing something when it when I lost interest in it that led me to where I am today. However, now that I'm not operating from impulse or emotion and making a decision to focus on one thing and cutting out the fat, you know, I read a book a couple of years ago called Essentialism, and that book had a profound impact on me. And there's many other books, and we'll talk about that in a minute too, that have done the same. And what I have learned is that we only have a finite amount of focus, energy. If we disperse that finite amount of focus and energy over multiple different things, your results will suffer badly. That's been one of the biggest things that have been holding me back in my life. And it wasn't until recently when I cut all of that out of my, out of my life. In fact, doing less allowed me to accomplish more. That thought for me was very difficult because I never wanted to feel like I was losing an opportunity. So as a result, I said yes to everything that came across my plate. Hey, Brandon, I'm thinking about starting this business. You want to do this with me? Yes. Hey, do you want to do this? Yes. You want to go here? Yes. It was always yes. I was the yes man jumping from one shiny object to the next. And it wasn't until, like I said, recently where I have done the exact opposite and it has served me so much better. Not just me, but the people in my life. Because here's what would happen. I would say yes to everything, overcommit to everything, and not be able to deliver on anything. That is what happened to me. And I would continue to let people down, really letting myself down because I was just spread too thin, being everything to everybody, trying to please everybody, trying to make everybody happy. And as a result, I made no one happy, especially myself. So as of the last couple of years, I have gone all in on one thing. And that right now for me is focusing on my real estate sales education business. So much so that I sold my real estate brokerage firm. I sold my mortgage company. I sold my title company. And I've really focused on my coaching and training business. And as a result of me doing this, the results have been amazing, incredible. The results we're getting with our coaching clients have been incredible. The results the business is doing is incredible. This, for me, focusing on one thing, putting all my energy and attention into one thing, putting all of my finite amount of energy and attention and focus into one thing has allowed me to really slingshot forward into creating an income and a lifestyle that before I could have never dreamt of that because I was spread so thin because I thought the way to success was having multiple businesses, multiple things happening, going on all, uh, at all times. Because when you look at these ultra successful business owners or entrepreneurs, that's what they have. However, they all say the same thing. They all say for the first 20 years before you knew who I was, I was focused on one thing, one business. And it wasn't until 20 years later that I started branching out and getting these multiple streams of income. But the new entrepreneur, myself included, we don't see that. We're comparing our chapter one to their chapter 20 and saying, well, you know, if they have multiple businesses, that must be the way. So I'm going to have all, I'm going to be this serial entrepreneur and start all these different businesses and do all this different stuff. And what I have found is that's the fastest way to low results. Number five, walking. Walking has changed my life in so many different ways. You know, and we're going to talk about some, some different things in, in, in a minute, but when it comes to mental health, physical health, attitude, behavior, walking has made the biggest impact on my life. And now it's a priority. In fact, I'll show you guys what I carry with me every single day. In addition to having to show this to my coach, I have this tracker that tracks all my steps every day. And I get at least 10,000 steps every day. Yes, for all the physical, but more 
so for the mental side of it. If you have not been a walker, right? And a lot of people experience this as runners too, but for me, running caused a lot of injuries and, and, and a lot of pain, tore up my knees, my ankles, my toes, my feet. But for walking, because it doesn't require a lot of physical exertion, you can do it every single day without having to recover. And so walking for me, although all the upsides on the physical side, for the mental side, it's been a game changer. This is where I've come up with my best thoughts, my best ideas, where I process complex business strategies. It's where I have great conversations with people. A lot of times I'll have coaching conversations with, with agents that I coach when I'm on a walk because I can articulate my thoughts so much better when I'm moving. And it's been a game changer. Let's get into number four, which is audiobooks. As I'm walking, that's where I really, really pour into myself. That's where I've made a heavy, heavy investment in my future self is through walking, but specifically with audiobooks. So let's talk about audiobooks. Audiobooks, another thing, another habit that has absolutely changed my life. And, and I continue to this day. Here's what I know. What I know and the people that I see that have gone the traditional education path or not, you know what? That's a whole nother story. College, let's put that aside. Just most of the people that I know, they are not life learners. They are more interested. And I'm not trying to knock this, but they're more interested in being entertained than they are learning. For me, this habit got to be, well, it is. It's number four on my list. One of the, the things that I think are responsible for the results that I have produced that I am proud of. And what I see, and again, it's not right or wrong, good or bad. I'm just telling you what has helped me get to where I'm at. I see people, you know, scrolling on TikTok, listening to music. It's fine. You know, reading non-educational books, doing a bunch of different things. And that's fine if that's what makes them happy. What makes me happy is learning. I love learning. I love the feeling of getting better. And for me, audiobooks is that for me. In fact, I get more entertainment and more pleasure from audiobooks than listening to music. When I'm driving my car, you can ask anyone that knows me, there isn't music playing. There is an audiobook going at all times. Same thing on my phone. Audiobook going at all times. When I work out, when I walk, when I drive, when I'm doing anything, I have my, my earphones in listening to an audiobook. Because here's the other thing that I figured out, is that the greatest mind minds on the planet have put their best thoughts in these books. And when I figured that out, I said, wait a minute, that's the keys to the kingdom. Why am I trying to figure out anything? I can just go to the world's greatest achievers on the planet. And for $20, they put their best thoughts of their life in these pages. And for me, I can't get enough. You know, I go back and I listen to some that are, and I'll make a whole episode on my favorite books. But for me, I have a thirst for learning. I have a thirst for education. And I'll call it non-traditional education. You know, again, I didn't go the path, the traditional path of college education, all that. That didn't serve me. And what I see is a lot of those folks haven't picked up a book since they graduated college. I can't get my hands on enough books. And I say audio books, but it's books too. Like you see behind me, you know, I love, love books. And for me, audio books are the thing that help me continue to grow my skill set, continue to expand my mind, continue to allow me to learn from the world's greatest achievers. Honestly, I I would go as far as to say that people that aren't prioritizing them, I think, and they would never know it until they got into it, could look back on that as life's great regrets, where you have the world's greatest achievers putting their life's work into a book and you don't even, you don't even get into that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just feel like the value of that is so great. There's so many great books. You know, I just went through Matthew McConaughey's new book. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And I can't 
imagine, you know, missing that, going through life and not being able to experience that. And that's just one of many, many, many. All right, number three, getting into the best shape of my life has indeed changed my life. Let me share my screen with you guys. I'll show you a picture. I can't even believe that this is the person on the left here is me, but it was as painful as it is for me to sit here and share this extremely humiliating picture of me, fat, out of shape to where I am today. This is just a physical manifestation of the person that I used to be versus the person I am today. Lazy, victim mentality, not wanting to do the work, placing blame on how I grew up, which is the reason why, you know, life isn't fair. That was my old self. And getting in the best shape of my life, not only, again, all the upsides on the physical, I think are obvious, but what it does for your mental toughness and your confidence. For me, it has done more for me in those two arenas and the physical benefits are the cherry on top for me. Because in order to get into amazing physical shape is much more a mental game than it is a physical game. And I go back to the picture right now. To look the way I look right now reminds me of how good it feels to have mental toughness. To do things that other people can't do for me is so motivating. Where it would be easy to have the dad bod. It would be easy to let yourself go. But that's not what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting to be extraordinary in everything that I do because how you do anything is how you do everything. And so it all matters to me. And so getting into the best shape of my life allows me to continue to fight this fight that I'm on, which is to be the best version of myself. And getting into the best shape of my life taught me so much about discipline, focus, staying power, mental toughness, resilience. Getting into shape has taught me more about business than business ever has. And I apply a lot of things that I do in business from my journey getting into shape. Number two, I quit drinking alcohol. Alcohol in my family is a major issue. And for me in my life was a major problem. When I decided to just cut it out, everything got better. This is how I think about anything. When I make a decision for anything, I think about it like this. What are the upsides to getting drunk? And what are the upsides to, to quit drinking? What are the downsides to quit drinking? What are the downsides of drinking? And I start to, to look at all of that. Drinking alcohol for me has no upside. It's all downside. Shitty sleep, terrible decisions, including food, staying up at night, getting awful sleep, the worst hangovers ever, two, three days. Me going out on a Saturday night wasn't just that. It was the following week would be completely wasted. It'd be gone. I would feel so bad for three, four days, and then come Friday, start to feel good again. And what did we do? Oh, that's right. Went out again and, and did it all over again. You compound that year over year over year over year over year, week after week after week after week. It's not hard to understand why you're not winning at a high level. And for me, alcohol has zero upside. None. Zero. Well, Brandon, you know, can't you just, you know, why does it have to be like that all or nothing? Well, for me, again, drinking for me has so much downside. For me, I can't do it. Even two drinks for me gets me a two-day hangover. I just, my body, for whatever reason, rejects it. And I'm thankful for that. It brings me no joy the way I, in which I thought it did, which leads me into number one. Number one is prioritizing sleep over everything else. When I was younger, I was, I got caught up into like, we'll call it hustle culture. 
not that working hard is not important. I mean, that's what we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. But what was being touted for a long time was, you know, messages from the old Gary V and messages from like the hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas, you know, like sleep is for the broke, stuff like that, 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 that really resonated with me when I was young. I'm like, yeah, how untrue that was is unbelievable. Sleep is the secret to high achievement. Secret, as I have learned, prioritizing sleep, tracking sleep, getting an aura ring and tracking the amount of REM sleep and putting that into a tracker and reviewing that with a coach. Sleep is the most important. And now you've got all the science, all the studies, all the people flipping the script saying, yep, sleep, 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 sleep. Sleep is the key. And that has been so true for me that going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, no matter, even on Friday and Saturday nights and Sunday nights has been the key to being highly productive, highly focused to burn clean energy on a day-to-day -day basis to allow me to achieve greatness. And without it, I have no chance. And it still shocks me today that people are willing to risk sleep for short-term what they call pleasure. Hey, let's go out tonight and let's go to the bar and get home at midnight. Absolutely fucking not. For me, if that's you, do you. I'm not judging. For me, that has not served me well. That has not served me well. You know, if I'm in bed 9.30, 10 o'clock, up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock every single day, ready to take on the day, excited to take on the day. And the fact of throwing a day away from me is too painful. And yes, am I addicted to productivity? For sure. Is the thought of taking a day off from me give me high anxiety because I want to be, I want to constantly produce and I want to constantly be productive? Yeah. But for me, that has served, that has seemed to serve me better than, oh, you know, work. Come on, give that thing a break. Let's go out. Let's hit the town. Well, for me in the past, that has not helped me. That has not helped my life get better. That has helped my life get worse. And so those are my seven things that have really impacted me. In the comments, let's let's have a conversation about some of the things or some of the habits, maybe some of these you are doing as well, but add on to it. What, what are the habits that have served you in your life? 